episode 19, Second String Pod. We are back. Thank you for tuning in. First time listeners, welcome. Second time, third time, repeat listeners, welcome back. Hope everyone's had a marvelous, today's, yeah, marvelous Monday, Monday evening. Um, Tigers just lost. Again, what else is fucking you? Um, Mavs just choked. Well, not really choked, but lost. Close one of the Clippers. Yeah, not really choked. And Fernando Tatis has hit two piss missiles on this fine evening. I am going to start talking about the Tigers. I'm not really going to talk about the other two. Fernando Tatis, though, is my fucking guy. Roll pods. That's my second team. But um, I'm going to start this talking off about big-time Tigs and then maybe a little Big Ten football or something like that later. I got a lot to say about the Detroit Tigers right now, though. First things first, they just got curb stomped again by the Chicago White Sox. I mean, Matt Boyd is like, I I know he literally is the worst pitcher in baseball, but like this guy's the worst pitcher in baseball. It's, it's absurd. I, the game starts, I will, I think I went and like took a piss or something and it was two zip. I'm sitting there like. This dude has had time to throw like three pitches. Oh, all right. Yeah, just two home runs real quick. Um, How? I don't even get how that that happens. Like, it's almost like the baseball gods are, they're like, let's just fucking ruin this guy's career and just have everybody hit home runs off of him. And let's make it in such a theatrical, dramatic way like that, where it's just bang, bang, one, two home runs. And just right off the bat, it was like the game ended. The, the moment that second home run went out, the game was over. The game was over. Um, so I don't know if, like, he signed a deal with the devil to have that little hot streak last year or if he really is just really bad or what the deal is. But it's it's really like there's some extracurricular, like, th- third dimension force or fourth dimension forces, like, trying to prove that this guy's the worst pitcher alive. And I know he is. It's just, it's almost like unbelievable. Like it's what people say, oh my God, that's unbelievable when something crazy happens. But usually they're overreacting. It literally is unbelievable how many runs he gives up and how many people hit home runs off him. Like it's crazy. Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson probably creamed his jeans when he saw Matt Boyd was pitching today. The guy... If a bat at bat for him is hitting a triple against Matt Boyd, that's like a, that's an out essentially when he's facing Matt Boyd. Um, think about that for a second. If he doesn't hit a home run, that was a shitty at bat, and he's gonna go back to the dugout all pissed off. That's not very good from your starting pitcher if you have opposing batters being pissed if they do anything other than hit a bomb off you. Um, so not great. Other thing, I know, what was the final? I think it was 7-2. to two. Um, It felt like they had 15 home runs off of us. I know it's impossible that that happened because they only scored seven runs, but it felt like they had 15 home runs. It, like I, So I was kind of half locked in, half locked out, just on my computer surfing the internet, hanging out during the game. And I swear to God, every, every other batter for the Sox – when they'd hit one and it sounded like someone put a bunch of fucking TNT inside a bat and it exploded. It was ridiculous. It felt like every other at bat was just a missile. Someone just pissing on a baseball, um, which I don't know how normal that is. I don't think it's, sh- it should be normal. Probably isn't very normal for good teams, but when you're the Detroit Tigers, 
Uh, that's that's the usual. That's that's the normal. That's what happens pretty much every night now. I will say I tweeted this. I'm I'm starting to go back a little bit on on my belief that we're going to win the AL Central and make me rich beyond my wildest dreams. That's starting to feel more and more like a dream. Um, but I don't know. You never know. Like I said, law of averages can't catch up to us this year. And we got a couple of young studs coming up. I'll talk about them in a minute. I want to just go on this game a little bit more. But yeah, we're we're just bad now. I mean, like, I don't know what those first 10 or 12 games were where we were like in the first or second place in the AL Central. Um, and not to mention we were first in the AL Central, but we were winning close games. Like that since the second Cincinnati series, we won like two or three games. It was like three to two, four to one. Like we're just like barely, we're just scraping enough across on these great starters because Cincinnati's got great pitchers and our bullpen. Then somehow I guess our starting pitching was doing a good enough job to get us to win games with only a few runs. But now it's like every time, every, especially the white Sox, it feels like their one through six lineup is just cleanup hitters. Like literally it feels like they're all just cleanup hitters. So when we play a team like them, every time somebody's up, I'm like in the back of my head, I'm just going, all right, well, this is probably a home run. Like there's a, there's like a 50% chance this guy goes yard right here. That's legitimately how legitimately how I feel. And I don't think that's how it's supposed to go. I think there's a reason hitting 300 is a really good batting average because you're supposed to get out seven times out of 10, let alone hit a home run. But when I'm sitting there thinking half the time this guy bats, it's probably going over the fence out there in center. That's a lot better than hitting 300, and that's not even including home runs. So there's um, that needs to be addressed somehow, and they kind of have. So big news for the Tigers today. I mean, I'm sure once Matt Boyd got announced as the starter, I don't think many people were like pumped for this game or thought, oh, man, this is where the Tigers write the ship and get on the roll. No. Um, I think we all kind of knew it was going to be a fest, and it was. But they called up three young guns. That's the big news of the Detroit Tigers day-to-day. Isaac Paredes, third baseman, he played tonight, had um, a RBI, two RBI singles, first career hit, only runs we scored. So that was kind of sweet, actually. The one redeeming factor of me wasting three hours and watching this game tonight was the 21-year-old first career hit, two RBIs. So that was cool. And it was a two out bases loaded, like very clutch spot. And he came through. So that was good to see. Um, he had a couple other good at bats too. He actually seemed like fairly legit for being 21. I kind of was anticipating him being like, this guy's just going to be bad this year. Kind of thing. Like he's going to hit like 200, maybe worse. And just kind of, I don't know, like just make it through, like hobble along through the season. But even on his outs, like, he was going – he had long at-bats. I remember his first bat was like a six or seven pitch at-bat. Um, he was having long at-bats, fighting off pitches, and then came through the one time anybody came through for us tonight. Uh, so that was good to see. And then being 21, like this dude's got plenty of time. It would be a different story, I guess, if he was like 24, where at that point it's like, all right, you kind of need to start being good now. But he's got time, so that was cool. And then two starting pitchers. Fucking finally, man. Finally. How fucking long have I been saying, where's Casey Mize? Where's Casey Mize? Where's Casey Mize? If you follow me on Twitter, you probably are sick of it. 
you probably hated following me. You may have unfollowed me, honestly, because every night it was, where the fuck is Casey Mize? We're giving up 50 runs to the Chicago White. Not even that. We're in first place in the AL Central, and we're just giving games away. We're in first place in the AL Central, and we go, uh, yeah, let's run this threesome out this week. Um, Ivan Nova, Matt Boyd, and then let's throw in, I don't know, Tyler Alexander, the guy who's never started a game ever, who's a reliever, and everybody with an eyeball knows that. Yeah, let's just run them three out. Oh, our starting pitchers gave up a collective 20 runs through a collective 10 innings? Wow. Who like who would have predicted that? That's crazy. Yeah, no shit. No shit. And then, boom, bang, 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 bang. Now this makes five losses in a row. So we, I think we're 9-11 and 11 now. Moment of silence, RIP. And before this little skid, that would make us 9-6. and six. Uh, Minnesota's cooking. But at 9-6, and six, I remember we were second in the Central. And at that point, bring up Mize. Bring up Scooble. Bring up Manning. Because if you're sitting there, if you're El Avila, if you're anybody that isn't a vegetable, you watch this Tigers team, you say, the hitting's not the best, but they like somehow figure out ways to score runs. And we have been, I guess it, the, the hitting has also gotten worse the last few nights, but we have been fairly, I don't want to say like clutch, but fairly decent with runners in scoring position. Like we've been pretty opportunistic at the plate, which has been nice. Um, and the fielding, the defense has been good. But when and the pen, the pen for the most part has also been good. But when you watch this team, it's the starting pitchers, and it affects the game. Like I said tonight, Matt Boyd goes out within the first. I think he threw like five or six pitches. It was two nothing. Like that's just demoralizing as a fan, right? As I was sitting on my couch, going, "All right, well, this fucking game's over." Like, what do you think? What do you think Jacoby Jones in center field's like? He's doing the Obama rubbing the bridge of the nose thing. He's going. All right, here we go again. It's that fucking gif from GTA where the guy's like, ah, shit, here we go again. It's literally that. And at that point, he's probably thinking, yeah, this game's fucking over. Like, he gave up two runs and six pitches. Um, He somehow buffed up his 10.2 ERA. So based on his previous games and his track record – these guys are going to get it like six runs off Boyd before he leaves tonight. I don't think they got – I think they only got three or four, maybe five. But Jesus, man. And then the other thing is our. I said our pen has been playing well. Our pen can't be effective if our starting pitcher's out of the game in the third inning every goddamn night because then guess what? We have to use four bull, bullpen pitchers to finish the goddamn game to get to the ninth inning and end it. And then – we when we actually want to use them if we're in a close game or if we're winning, these guys just pitch the last three nights because none of the starters can make it through the third inning, and someone needs to go out there to just roll the ball across the plate so the inning counter can keep going. It's it's insane to me, and that moron, that freaking oompa loompa in the in this little box office with a stuffy face and sweating, Alavila just ignores Casey Mize. He ignores the fact that we have a solution to our biggest problem. What's up, bro? He just punted five games. Like, thank God he finally brought him up. I I think we bullied him. I think people on the internet bullied him into bringing it up. I think if the internet didn't exist and Avila had it his way, 
Casey Mize would still be in like high school just working on his pitch count. He wouldn't even be in Toledo. He'd be in his basement like doing like resistant bands with his arms, just working on his arm strength, making sure it's in shape. It's insane to me. It's insane. I mean, finally he brought him up. But watching those games and we just went on this five-game skid, like literally the thought in my head is uh, we just willingly gave, especially the Turnbull game, it's the only exception. We lost, he pitched pretty well, and Shane Bieber's absurd. But the other four losses, like, we just willingly gave the game away. Literally. It's like, what is, is there a word for that when you know something's wrong? Blind, is it blind negligence? I was going to say, I don't even, it's something negligence, but you know something's wrong and you can fix it and you just choose not to. Is it blind negligence? I f- oh, God damn it. Now this is going to bother me. I think negligence is in the phrase, but that's what Avila was doing. He goes, oh, oh, okay. So we have one decent starting pitcher. Um, starting pitching is pretty important. I don't, if people listening aren't the biggest baseball fans, I would say it's fairly important in baseball. We have one decent one. Oh, and we have three young guys that are all supposed to be promising pitching prospects that are supposed to have decent Major League Baseball careers. We get three, so we could bring them up to our MLB team where people are watching, and that's how you make money, the Detroit Tigers. And we could have four decent pitchers now, or because he's not, because these guys are only 23 years old and they're not 29 or 33 and washed up at their end of their career. That means we, the Detroit Tigers, don't want them. So let's just keep losing games instead. Even though we're in a playoff race, even though this is the best chance we're going to have to make the playoffs in the next two or three years. But yeah, let's just leave them in Toledo so they can throw bullpens and and have fun in the glass city. I don't even know what you do for fun in the glass city. Well, we just flounder. Our major league team flounders, even though we're in a playoff race a quarter of the way through the season. I mean, that's that doesn't make any sense to me. How are you? I don't know. Maybe Chris Illich was like, hey, you jackass. Do you not fucking understand that our starting pitching stinks and we have three guys that would that are instantly going to become better than the three guys they're replacing instantly? I don't care if I don't care if Tariq Skubal gives up 700 runs tomorrow and Casey Mives gives up 500 the next. They're they're better than Matt Boyd. They're better than Fulmer. They're better than Nova. They're better than I don't even know who's our Alexander or Garcia. They're better than all of them. The I don't care how many runs they give up. It can just be a fucking rotating door for the White Sox tomorrow. And I'd rather have Skubal giving up runs than freaking Ivan Nova giving up seven runs in two innings. Oh my God, it is infuriating. Like, because if think about it, Alavila's job is to make our roster as good as it can possibly be to give us the best chance at winning baseball games. And what he was doing was intentionally not making our roster better, even though he had the resources to make our roster better. He was intentionally, he's sabotaging the roster essentially. He, he was, he not only was he, it's not like he was just ignorant and bad at his job. He was knowingly being bad at his job. That's like being an accountant. Imagine that you're an accountant. Maybe you're just a moron and you just cheated on all your tests and that's how you graduated. 
but and you just are an idiot and can't do fucking 10 plus 5 you don't even know what that is that's one thing if you're that accountant you're kevin malone in the office and you make zero plus 11 gets you home by seven and you just don't know math and you suck at your job okay he's ignorant the poor guy just is an idiot he doesn't know what he's doing fine don't get me wrong if that's what was going on with Avila, I'd still fucking hate him. But it's another thing if, well, I don't want to give Avila credit and say he's smart, but let's say you're an okay accountant. Like, you know what you're doing. You know how to account for things. <laughs> um, and let's say you just, I don't know, intentionally fuck up the books and your company gets sued by the IRS or not sued, but uh, what's the word? Um tax and uh audit your company gets audited by the irs and you cost them millions and millions of dollars like you're probably getting fired and guess what the ceo and the guys that work for you and with you everyone's probably gonna fucking hate you that's what alex or alavila's done i get i guess the last two years because we were just tanking and mines was still young but that's what he did for the first quarter first 33% of this season. He just intentionally was letting this team be bad, even though he had the capabilities to make it less bad. So that's infuriating. And I know the whole like, oh, you get another service here. Dude, this guy's already fucking 23. What are we? What's one more year? Whether we re-sign him when he's 29 or he's 30, what's one more year? Like either way, we're going to be signing. He's going to come up in the prime of his career. Either way, he's going to want a fat deal for a lot of money what the hell does it matter and again this is the best chance the Detroit Tigers are gonna have to make the playoffs for the next two or three years because like I said like two months ago when I talked about the Tiger season the law of averages doesn't exist because it's such a short season Jacoby Jones can rake for 60 games Victor Reyes can rake for 60 games Candelario's been picking it up like some of these guys can just get hot for 60 games and somehow we get a little luck and whatever we get teams on the right nights and we somehow squeak our way into the playoffs. Guess what? When we play 160 games next year, we're like, everybody's going to know we suck and we're going to prove that we suck. So it's just extremely obnoxious. And then on top of all that, this is the one thing that isn't Avila's fault, but the Red Wings stink. The Pistons stink. The Lions sucked the last year, even though I'm high on them this year, but it's been ass. Detroit sports have been ass the last like two or three years. So when you have a chance to be good and you intentionally sabotage it and suck, obviously I'm going to fucking roast you on the internet, dude. What do you think is going to happen, Alavila? Obviously I'm going to roast you. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Um, I guess I'll talk a little bit about some pos- – we'll do some positive stuff like Mize, Scooble, like this was kind of my rant and just shitting on Avila for being a fucking moron and wasting a week when he could have done this five games ago when we were still in second place. Um, so maybe a little positive, maybe I'll lighten up. I don't know, eat a few Cheez-Its during this intermission and then, uh, get into a new headspace, do some positive stuff. So be right back. All right, I'm back. So, I'm recording this Monday night. Scooble starts Tuesday and Mize starts Wednesday for the Tigs. Yeah, no more negativity, no more yelling, no more salt and vinegar. I'm going to be Hugh Honey now. I'm going to be nice, sweet, gentle. I'm going to make love to your ears for a little bit if you like baseball. 
Um, Scooble supposedly is a strikeout machine. Like this dude just strikes everybody out, I guess. Um, I don't really know as much about him, but lefty lefty that throws like 95, like mid nineties. Uh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. But like I was saying, whatever, whatever he is or whatever he becomes is more important. Obviously, hopefully he becomes what he's supposed to be, but whatever he is Tuesday night, I can't be disappointed with it. Like I'd rather watch these guys that are going, if we're going to lose, I'd rather watch the guys that are going to become a part of our future. I'd rather watch them progress and see what they have rather than watching 35-year-old washed-up bums that we signed up free agents every year. Like, that's just how I am. I think that's how most people are. It's just more fun when you have a vested interest in that guy. Like, sure, we may lose both of these outings. We very well may. The White Sox are fucking good. They have a great lineup. But when Scooble makes that first strikeout, it's going to be like, fuck yeah. Like, fuck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, this guy's got, like this pitch this dude's got is nasty. Apparently, Casey Mize's splitter is disgusting. I've seen clips of it, and it looks fucking gross. So I'm hoping it translates to the big league level, and it should. Um, so like even that, just watching him throw that pitch, I'm going to be like, dude, I get to watch this dude throw this pitch for 10 more years? Uh, yeah, I'm down for that. Like even that. I'm just going to be pumped about, even if we lose, even if he gives up five runs, when he gets that one strikeout where he makes a guy look silly on a splitter, I'm going to just be like, all right, that was awesome. And at least I know that's part of the future. And then guess what? Next time out, maybe he strikes three people out. And then the next time it's five and you watch him progress and progress. And then that's also part of what makes watching not only baseball, but what makes watching young players in any sport fun is when you can visibly see the progression with your own eyes. Like basketball, same way. When there's especially like state, you see these freshmen and then their sophomore year and then their junior year. And every year, like, God damn, like Xavier Tillman, perfect exact perfect example. Every year you that goes by, you're like, dude, this guy got way fucking better this year. Like he's so much better. And you watch him even like Rocket Watts in one season they grow. Rocket Watts from the beginning of this season to the end, by the end it was like Dude, if we need a bucket, fucking give it to that guy. This dude's unstoppable. Where at the beginning, it was like he was missing a lot of threes, maybe a little timid out there, not defending as well. And by the end, it was like this guy is like one of the best shooting guards in the big time. It has to be. So that's what I'm excited for is just to watch something that I know is going to be here and it is part of the future plan. Obviously, I'd love – like that's what's cool about Paredes too. I think he want one for four tonight, but that one hit was a big hit, so it's like – that was sick. That was sick. And this guy in his first game as a 21-year-old has a fucking – some cojones on him standing in there and just ripping that thing to left field. I'd love to get Torque. Like, I understand in baseball why people – not everybody's up. I'd love to have Torque and Riley Green here too. I get it though. Um, but it is nice to have a little bit of excitement. I think they'll do well. I mean, Casey Mize, I think he'll probably throw a no-hitter. Tariq Scuba will probably go seven scoreless. It's fucking whatever, man. It is what it is. That's just what we do in Detroit. So I'm excited. Should be a fun time. If you're a Tigers fan, even if you're like, uh, like you don't really give a shit about baseball, but you kind of like the Tigers, but since we suck, you don't really care. But when we were good, like five years ago, you did kind of care. What? Just watch a baseball game. I'd say Wednesday, if you're going to choose one, Wednesday night. Just tune in for a ball game. 
like watch the next the guy who's going to be the new Justin Verlander. Like all these guys, so I'm in my early 20s, my generation, like this guy is going to be our Verlander. Just tune in. It's it's going to be a historic moment, win or lose. Tune in, see what he's got. Like you're going to be watching the future of our franchise. So whether or not you love baseball or you're it's super exciting. I don't know. If you haven't watched a ball game in a while, tune in, check it out. The guy's the future. You might enjoy yourself. And if not, at least you get to say, when we win a World Series in 10 years and he's the ace, at least you get to say you w- watch his first ever start. Um, that's not a bad little memento thing. Speaking of little landmark mementos, it's fucking whatever. But uh, Big Cat and Jared Carabas. <laughs> Like in my tweets today, big time stuff, big time stuff, keeping me going, baby. Just adding gas to the fuel tank of this big media momentum engine. I love it. I love it. Oh, also with my, uh, I made a pretty cool shirt, very simple, very simple concept and design. Um, but a cool shirt nonetheless coming out Wednesday. I'll probably release it like whatever Wednesday noon or one, I don't know, Wednesday afternoon before his big start. Pretty cool shirt though. Um, if you're, if you're into the tigers and shit like that, you'll enjoy it. It's a nice shirt, nice and simple and clean, but it looks good. Anyways, uh, I want to talk about the big 10 a bit. So I guess, so there's this dude on Twitter named Sir Yacht at Sir Yacht, like spelled Sir and then Yacht, like a yacht club, like as in the boat that for rich people, I guess. So essentially what this dude is. He's like me, but for Cleveland, I don't know how old he is. He looks like he's in his twenties. He looks young. He has way more followers and shit than I do, like twenty thousand, I think. But essentially, he does the same thing. He's just a Cleveland guy. Talks about the Browns, Indians, fucking Cavs, whatever. Um, I guess this dude. I don't know if he's like an Ohio State guy or what. This dude, I guess, has a source that is telling him that the Big Ten is going to go back on their cancellation of the season. And reinstate the season. That's what this dude's saying. He's been like the last two days. I keep seeing his tweets. I didn't know who he was like two or three days ago. I've just kept seeing his tweets pop up on my timeline saying, and it, I don't, this dude's like fucking the Adam Schefter of the big 10 canceling their season. It's like every hour I feel, I feel are according to my source, Nebraska and Iowa are threatening to play in the big 12 which has the big 10 on the ropes and they have all the leverage now. Now they want to reinstate the season. I don't know who this dude sources. The one tweet I saw, <clears throat> he said, my source who has been correct about everything he's told me before, he won't say who his source is, is telling me that the pressure is being turned up on the big 10 and that they're at the end of this week, expect an announcement that the big 10 is going to play football this year assuming there aren't any major coronavirus outbreaks. That's what this guy's tweet says. Apparently he has a source that's telling him at the end of the week, the big 10 is going to reinstate the football season, assuming there are no major outbreaks at any of these schools. That would be huge. I mean, like it seems fucking crazy, especially because he's some random dude who does what I like. I don't know. Obviously, he's bigger than me. He's got 20,000 followers, so maybe he has some connections. But I couldn't tell you one fuck, like the first person I'd ask if I was like, hey, man, is the big, like, can you help me out with the scoop? Is the Big Ten going to play? I don't know who the fuck I'd ask. I'd, what, I'd like email 
I'd probably just like email Mel Tucker and be like, Hey, do you want to help me out? Like, I don't who would I even fucking ask? So I guess this guy's got a source that he won't reveal. So now I've skipped or I've, uh, speculated. That's the word I've speculated. The only ways this guy has got the end. A, he's the commissioner's son, which seems like it would be common knowledge by this point and would be way too obvious. So I feel like that also just can't be it, even though it is an option. B, he has dirt on someone high up in the Big Ten office. He goes, hey, Bozo, you tell me what you guys are doing, whether you're playing or not playing. You uh, leak a little, leak a few transcripts out the back door, and I won't tell him that you're in defeat stuff. That feels like the most realistic option. Although, how does he ever get dirt on like a 60-year-old Big Ten official to begin with? I don't really know. But that's an option. And then the final option is he's just making all of this up because he's been garnering all kinds of attention. Like the reason I saw him is big cat, like quote tweeted him saying, I believe this guy, whatever. So he's either just, he's the commissioner's son. He's blackmailing the big 10, someone in the big 10 office, or he's just making all of this shit up and is gaining attention and it's working. So I don't really hate it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Why wouldn't I believe him? Like what, what, what am I going to save? If I say this guy's an idiot, he's got no, he has no sources. He's just making shit up. What does that do for me? I just come to the fucking realization. There isn't going to be college football sooner. Like I'm already at that realization. What does it hurt for me to say, eh, fuck it. Maybe they will play this year. Maybe I will be able to drink a few Bush lattes and watch my Spartan dogs get beaten by 30. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, listen, what's the, what's the point in living if you're always just going to have the negative outlook on things? Why? What's the point in living if you're not going to take these tweets and go, you know what? There's a twinkle in my eye and desire in my heart. The Big Ten might just play football this year. What's the harm in that? What's the shame in that? Someone tell me. Why would I want to be go Scrooge mode and say, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Where does that get me? In the same exact place I was before I read the tweet? Yeah, that is where it gets me. I go from they're not playing football to they're not get playing football, and now I'm mad about it. There's no sense in that. There really isn't. But instead, I'm going to go, hey, I'm going to tell myself, all right, this guy's a random dude who's saying he has a source, so let's not get too excited full well knowing I'm all the way in on college football being played at this point. Like I'm totally anticipating sitting outside, pounding beers, watching state on the first Saturday of September. Absolutely. But I'm telling myself to not get my hopes up, but guess what? Now I go to bed tonight and guess what I'm going to be thinking about? Oh man, I can't wait for that first October morning, getting out some captain and cider rolling over, eating some eggs and donuts hanging out with a couple buddies, and guess what's going to happen? We're going to roll into Columbus, the shoe. We're going to roll into the shoe. I'm going to say, hey, guys, we might have a shot this year like I do every single year, and guess what's going to happen? We're going to lose by 40 like we do every single year. It's going to be a wonderful thing, and I can't wait, and I cannot wait. Whether or not it ever happens, but you know what? I can't wait to go to bed tonight dreaming about that saying, Ooh, baby, I get to watch us 
go for fucking 94 collective yards against Michigan this year. That is going to be a thing of beauty. I get to watch us play against Justin Fields and try to stop him from scoring seven touchdowns. Whoo, man. Now that's what I call appointment television. So it'll be a good time. Why not believe this guy? I don't know. He's probably like an 80% chance he's full of shit, but I'm going to cling on to that 20. I'm going to choose to be the optimist. I'm going to choose to be the guy who sees the beauty in life. Look at, you can go outside your house tomorrow and you can look at a sunflower and you can say, it's not going to rain for a week. That plant's going to be dead tomorrow. Or you can look at the sunflower and go, look at how beautiful that thing is. It's still not going to rain for a week and I'm probably going to forget about this in 20 minutes. So I'm not going to water it, but maybe it has enough water left in its stem that it'll survive until the next rain. Those are the two types of people in life and everyone knows it. Those who think the sunflower is going to die and those who forget to water it, but they think the stem's got enough water in it to keep it through the week. Everybody loves that analogy. That's just put that one in your pocketbook, bring it up next time in a casual conversation or next time that cute girl's talking to you, she's going to love that one. Probably think you're fucking Sir Isaac Newton coming up with stuff like that. Free of charge, free of charge. Please use it. Um, that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover today. Mainly a tiger's. I just wanted to shit on that fucking moron of Hila. Not going to get negative. I wanted to talk about how he willingly lost games and punted five games and how that should be illegal in the major league sporting world and how Chris Illich is kind of spineless. I don't want to bag on Illich too much because you never know when he's going to come knocking on my door, giving me a high profile job, but uh, a little more accountability there. Chris would be appreciated. I mean, we're in a fucking playoff spot and you're letting this guy throw games. Come on better than that. And then big 10, I wanted to, Hey, I feel like not a lot of people actually are aware of that big 10 thing. Like this dude, granted, he's the only person on the internet I've seen saying that they might reinstate the big 10, but I, I mean, a rumor's a rumor. Everybody fucking loves rumors. That's why gossip girl exists. Rumors are the best. So I feel like not many people know about that. So I wanted to spread the word and, uh, you know, introduce some optimism into some people's lives out there. A lot of people are probably going to hear that and bit and say, this dude, Nick's an idiot too, because they're not playing shit in the big 10, but you know what? Let's live on the bright side of things for just for a few weeks. Let's see what happens. Hey, eh? how about this? I'll make a deal with you. We live on the bright side of life till September 18th. Big 10 doesn't play. I'll stop being optimistic about sports. I guess. I don't know. I feel I need a better punishment than that. That fucking sucked. But let's live on the bright side of life for the next month. eh? What does it hurt? Let's see what happens. You haven't had sports in so long. Let's believe in something, man. You didn't get to see your friends for like three months. You had to stay inside. Listen to your parents talk about politics and ask you to do the dishes for three months. You had to do that. Come on. Now it's time to let loose, baby. Live a little. Live a little bit. And guess what? Michigan State, when that season comes around, they just might go five and five. Probably not. They for sure won't, but they just might. So who knows? Let's get optimistic with it, folks. All right. Appreciate everybody tuning in. I'll be back Thursday. Still, I don't know what I'll talk about Thursday. Watched a cool movie about Cream Magazine in Detroit. I was debating writing about it tomorrow. If you haven't watched that, 
or read up on it. It's cool. It's like a rock and roll magazine. I'd never heard of it. It was like the Rolling Stone magazine rival started in Detroit. Um, pretty cool stuff. Watch the documentary, read about it. Pretty interesting. Might talk about that. I don't know. We'll see. Try to come up with some random funny shit, funny bits to talk about. I don't know. But anyway, appreciate you guys tuning in. Tell your friends, tell your family, check out the store. Got all the summer needs, all the Detroit sports, MSU stuff, Chicago stuff to check it out. See if there's anything you like. If it's someone's birthday coming up, people going back to school. I know maybe there won't be a tailgate season, but people going back to school. If you're going back to school, grab some new tailgate shit. There's all kinds of cool stuff up there. Check it out. Um, I'll see you guys Thursday. Thank you. Thank you.